Before I get into the scripture today, I forgot about some announcement that needed to be made. But next week, December 4th, will be a very important day in history uh, for this church, for Oakland Church. Uh, we're going to be celebrating baby dedications, baby or baby dedications, baptisms, baptisms, and then membership. And then we're going to be taking a special offering up. Uh, the special offering we'll get into a little bit later. But 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 guys, uh, this is a big day. Whenever people dedicate their children to the Lord, people are are coming in front of us confessing that they're they've been saved and and they're going to be baptized. And then them joining into the the race, the fight with us as a church. And so it is a special day. Uh, Also, on December 4th, following the worship service, so we'll come in, we'll do these things. And about 11, 11, 11.15 or whenever the worship service is completed, we're going to take a little break uh, for people to go to the restroom and stuff. And then we're going to have our church conference to vote to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church. So that is next week, and I want everybody to, to make sure that if you're a member, you need to be at that. If you're not a member, uh, you need to join, or uh, you just can't be there. I don't mean to be mean, but it has to be members only. Again, we're taking in members in the service. So again, if you become a member in the service, you'll have the opportunity to vote after the service at the first meeting. Um, this vote, uh, we've already approved it through a straw vote. I mean, it's almost not quite 100%. Uh, but, but guys, uh, I hope that, that when that goes through that, that we don't cheer, uh, that we don't celebrate a separation or a divorce. Because I'll be honest with you, this time has been tough on me and has been tough on, on the church. It's been tough on all parties involved. This isn't something that we just want to do. And I hope we just aren't going to praise God and start doing dances across the church. I hope it's something that, that we recognize needed to be done, but, but we do it with couth and we do it with respect and, and, and just adoration for God, most importantly, but each other. If you're wanting to celebrate uh, and really show your, your praise and honor to God, the special offering that we're going to be taking up during the worship service is going to the cost to disaffiliate. And so if you want to give to that, that'll be the special offering taken up in the worship worship service before the vote. And so that'll give a way for you to celebrate and anything over the amount that we need to raise to disaffiliate will put into the building fund. So the Lord has challenged me for you, myself especially, not to wait and see what everybody gives, but to give what the Lord told you to give and then if there's extra, it'll go towards the building fund payoff. And hey, maybe we'll pay them both off. Who knows? But next week is a, a special day. But back into what we're doing today, uh, also want to remind you of, of all the opportunities to minister in the area. You need to get with Joel and Tammy about, mainly Tammy, about uh, the floats and riding a float and being a representative for Oakton as we go out and advertise the living nativity coming up. Uh, that's an important thing, the ringing the bells. And then, of course, the nativity is an opportunity to witness into the community. But lots of ways to celebrate Christmas, meaning the advent of a special person coming to us, uh, a person worthy of our praise. And so we can do a lot of these things through a lot of the sign-up sheets and everything that are out there. But God has called us to find a way and, and the Lord has really put on my heart that, 
and I've seen it in the people I see it in you today and some of you today, but things are tough. Uh, Many are doubting the faith. Uh, Some are even wanting to quit or back off and who they are in Jesus Christ. Some of us feel like that we're losing control. We're losing control over our families, our friends, our jobs. Just everything around us aren't going the way that, that we expected them to go and the way that we intended them to go. And so things are tough. Many are giving in and looking to the world for answers. And I remind you that you won't find them. Something that was said in Sunday school today that the Lord has put on my heart that, that and they were maybe saying it in a different context, but, but have we become bored with who we are in the Lord? Have we been bored with Christianity to the point that, that we're kind of like, I think the Sunday school class is trying to say that we try to make the word say what we want it to say, So that it it brings some life to us. So that we change it so it fits our situation a little bit better to where that we can live life again. As I was thinking about this this week and and off and on that that God just kept saying to me, Kit, find a way. Oakton, find a way. Are you going through a hard time? Then find a way to victory in Jesus Christ. Are you going through a hard time? Then, then find a way. You don't like the way things are going around you? Then, then find a way, not your way, but Christ's way in the things of God. And the Lord is, I don't want to say screaming like he's yelling at me, but, but he keeps just yelling it. Find a way. Find a way because Jesus is the way and he's made a way. So find the way in him. He's give you victory. We think it's going to be easy just by, okay, Jesus, I found the way in you. We think it's going to be easy, but guys, we're going to find out that that part of finding the way is sacrifice. And we're going to get into that here in a little bit, but, but, but I want us to get it in our head. If you're ready to give up or you're ready to quit, you're ready to give in, then find a way. If you're full of God and want more of God and and God you can't get enough of, then find a way to get more. But find a way to worship Jesus, the one who deserves it more than anybody else. Find a way to give your lives completely to something that will fulfill you and deserves it more than anything else, Jesus. The Lord put this on my heart that, that how aggressive we need to be about this. And if you guys want to put up the slide of the Buffalo Bills, but, but this is an example the Lord showed me. And this is where I've got the, the find away from. Uh, uh, Coach McDermott made this sign during the COVID times. And he was telling the teams that we need to find a way to, to victory, whatever it takes. But they haven't let go of this theme and idea. And they still stand on this to today. This banner is still up in the locker room and on the field. It has become uh, their motto, if you will. But they're saying, if you will, for the Buffalo Bills. And everybody knows that this couple weeks ago that Buffalo received 73 inches of snow. The roads were closed. 
They had the plow trucks set up to ready to go out and get their people to get them to the game, to find the way. It got so bad that they moved the game to Detroit. And the coaches determined had to go to their people and dig them out, if you want to know the truth, one by one in some cases. As I said earlier, the roads were closed and, and it was illegal. It was banned from driving. So they broke the rules just to go get the people. The snow plows that they were trying to use, they couldn't even use because the snow was so deep. Most of the players living in the, the deepest parts couldn't even get past the front doors. I'll never forget a, a, a Delvin Singletary, Singletary's quote that, that he had a car that finally got within three quarters of a mile from his house. That's a running back behind me, number 26. Uh, finally, they got three quarters away from his house and he said, I had to wade out in waist deep snow to the end of my driveway and he said, it was like I'd done a workout on the beach and I had to stop and rest in 50 foot. And then he had to go another quarter of a mile to get into this car to take him back or this four-wheel drive or whatever it would be. They had snowmobiles. They had whatever they could do to get their, their people to the plains to get them to Detroit just for a ball game. On most people... It took a three-hour round trip to pick up the players. Three hours round trip to get somebody closer than probably Lamar, and for sure closer than Jasper. Three hours round trip, wading through waist-deep snow. The neighbors were getting in. They were digging the driveways out. You can get online and look at it. They, They literally dug out ways for them to get out. Long story short, they they made the plane. But what probably bugged me the most out of all this that I don't know that I could have done, but their families were stranded, and many of the ballplayers were nervous about leaving their wife and children in those conditions. And I never thought about that. Would you leave your family in 73-inch snow that they can't even get out? They couldn't go to the doctor. They couldn't go get food. They couldn't do anything. If an emergency happened, they were stuck. But they found a way to get to the ball game. And as we know, the Detroit, they went on to Detroit, and basically they had five hours of practice in, in two or basically 10 days, and they ended up winning two football games because they found a way to win. And the Lord said, simply put that principle in your lives today. It's much easier with Jesus. But, but if we were that aggressive to find a way in Jesus, we wouldn't be having half the problems we have. If we would go to Jesus and find a way for every situation we had with that intensity, with that kind of a desire that nothing mattered, not even my family, that's pretty tough, isn't it? It doesn't matter what my family thinks. It just matters what Jesus thinks. I'm going to find a way. And again, I'm not dishing family. But so many times our, our, our order is, is family, then God. When our order needs to be God, then our personal relationship, then our spouses, then our children and family, and then the church, and then everything else, jobs after that, I think. 
But, but if we put finding a way with Jesus above all other things and went to the extremes of wading through snow waist deep to get to the MRI driveway to receive it, would you do it? Well, God's not going to put us through that much to receive from him. You see, things were tough for the apostle Paul, and he found a way. Philippians 4.1 says, not I, not I am speaking of being in need. And again, I'm changing passages on here, but I'm making a point. Philippians 4.1, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives me strength. And if we would get a hold of that and we would find a way and turn to Jesus, just think, we're able to do things we never dreamed we were possible or survive things we wish we never had to, had to face. How many is going through a hard time today? I asked that earlier. How many of you are wanting to quit? How many of you are bored with the word? Then find a way because Jesus is going to bring it to life. He's going to bring you to life. Can I get an amen? Are you that bored? Paul told us three things, I believe, in this passage that really jumped out at me. That we need to remember the partnership with Christ and the church. We need to be, to be successful in the partnership with Christ and the church. We need to participate or partake is the second word. And then we need to do this and accomplish this through loving discernment. Or them are the three points today. So the first one, remember your partnership. Remember your partnership in the word, in the, in the, with Jesus, with, with Paul, with the church. You see, Paul to me, was doing that. He was remembering his partnership with the Philistine or Philippians church and his, and his relationship with Christ. Do you guys realize that, that Paul received the vision and call for the Philippian church in Acts 16, 8 through 10, the Macedonian call? So we have a vision and a call that he received. The second thing is the sacrifice the price that, that he had to pay maybe to find the way. Do you guys realize that it was in Philippi? Philippians. Philippi is where Paul and Silas were arrested, thrown into prison and beaten. They began to sing songs of praise and worship to the Most High. And a tremendous uh, work took place and a tremendous move of God took place. And the jailer was saved. I wonder if that jailer was the vision that Paul saw in Acts chapter 16 of the man in Macedonia. Do we know? But we see that partnership that's been built through a vision, that it was a building a sacrifice. And again, point three, for the people. The church was built for the people. Paul met many people in the church of Philippi. Thank you. I get excited and I get into two different words. And Lydia was a great woman of God, a businesswoman that, that helped him in the ministry and to help him plant this church. So we see relationships were built. That this church was birthed. The miracles of God birthed the church among the, the Philippians and Paul longs 
in this letter to be with them. In other words, he recognized the partnership, the vision that God put on him, the the sacrifice and the, the birth of what God called us to be. And he remembered the partnership. And that's what I challenge you today to do as a church, that we need to remember the partnership. God has called us. If you're saved today, you have been called. If you're unsaved, you're being called to be saved. But but you've been saved. You've been put into partnership with Jesus. Jesus has birthed a vision and calling upon your life. He's put you in a church of great people, family, and friends. And he has birthed something out of this body through you. And we need to remember that. The partnership that we have with Christ and with each other and the body. And we need to press into that. And we will find our way. We find our way by pressing into the partnership that God has put before us. Philippians 1.6 said, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So when you find a way... Jesus is going to bring it to completion. When you remember your partnership, Jesus is going to bring it to completion. You realize that good work in here, if you look up the, good, the word good there, the same language is used in Genesis one thirty one. And Joel, this is what I was talking to you about. You guys were dipping into a little bit this morning. But that same word for good, God created all these things and they were good. And then God created all this other stuff in man. In verse 31, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. You see, at salvation, Christ completed the good work in us. You getting it? Paul said it, that that if you draw near to him, that, that you seek him, that, hey, he's done the good work. He's already completed what he's called you to do. He's already done what needs to be done, and it is very good. Draw near to him. Press into him. Find a way to not lose that idea that you are very good, and God has already found the way and made the way through Jesus. We just need to press into that. The second thing is remember to be partakers. Paul was so excited and it brought him joy of the partnership that he had with the church and his Lord Jesus Christ. Partaking brings joy. But before we move there, the partaker means a person who is consumed or indulges into something. So we're in a partnership with Jesus So we find a way and we are what? We are consumed and indulging in the things of Christ. We need to find a way to be consumed with Jesus. It's an easy answer, guys. But that's what's going to bring you joy. You can't enjoy something fully until you participate or partake in them. I'm wearing this suit today. 
because it cost me $800 and I'm getting my money's worth out of it. But it was what I wore at my son's wedding. I can get up here and tell you how awesome that wedding was and try to share you all the testimonies, all the good times and, and all the great times we had. I could even show you some pictures and you may be able to get a sense of the joy I had and even maybe possibly get a touch of the joy I had. But if you were there and partook with me, then you would know the joy that I was talking about. And you would understand the joy I was talking about because you partook with me. How about the Lamar boys yesterday? What ended up being 59 to 16, 14, 56 to 14? I looked it up and, and I think that we've been in the championship game eight of ten times in the last few years. That's awesome. And, and looking up and, and seeing that I talked to Levi Peterson yesterday and, and through Joshua, but, but he still has a record. Secretary Gartman still has a record clear back from Joshua's days that are still on the state level. But, but nobody will remember the joy of that first championship game unless you were probably there. Tom, I remember the joy as we practiced with them kids growing up. Tom was coaching with me, all these kids growing them up to get them into the high school until you partook. Larry, until you partook, we don't understand, do we? But when you've been in the streets with them, when you've been in the gutters with you, when you've been in the hard times and the good times, that's when you really get a hold of it. That's when you experience the joy. So we need to partake in Christ to experience the joy. That's why some of you aren't experiencing the joy of the Lord in your lives is because you're not participating. Or you may be a little bit until your cup gets full, then you leave. But ultimate joy is found in Jesus. But there's a price to pay for this joy. And I think that's a lot where people back off is they don't want to work hard or, or, or to do things extra or to, to give the time or the tithe or whatever. But, but Joshua's wedding came with a price, believe me. The suit cost me $800. The rehearsal dinner was $1,000. Three days of motel room, four or $500, which I think somebody blessed us there. I think it was 500 and I forgot that, but whoever did that, thank you. But, but we had to partake, and there was a price to pay. And some of us aren't willing to pay the price to get out of bed at 5 o'clock in the morning to pray or to pay the price to get up and read your word or pay the price to go to church when you don't want to go, to pay, to pay the price to worship when you don't like that song or that style. But sacrifice, and that's where I'm scared for America. We don't want to sacrifice. This world is making it to where if you got to sacrifice, you quit and find another job. If you can't have the corner office or you can't have pastor's kids' job first week, quit, go find a job you can somewhere. Nobody wants to sacrifice to get the joy of the experience. 
Think of what the Lamar boys went through. I knew boys that quit football because they didn't like the intensity. They didn't like the, the sacrifice. They didn't want to be able to give up cross country or they didn't want to miss half a basketball season because they're in a championship game. They didn't want to do these things. They didn't want to sacrifice. I even know one kid, I asked him when he went to college, I said, hey, is it, I bet it's a lot easier in college. And he laughed and he said, Coach Bailey was tougher than college was. But are we willing to sacrifice to win the championship game? So first off, you got to partake or be a partner and a partaking partner that's willing to sacrifice so that you can have the ultimate joy. Joy is defined this way. And a lot of us think joy is running around the stage, throwing our hands up in the air and, and speaking in tongues, which that's all fun. That's good joy. That's all good things. But joy is an inner peace and delight in God, the, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's the blessing that flows from our relationship with them. So what I said earlier is just an outward sign of this inward joy that we had. I pray in tongues a lot of times because I get excited because of the base that's inside of me. This inner delight. That's what we need to work on today. The inner delight, the peace, is the joy. And that's where people are following short today. And this joy is found in the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and his fellowship with his Son and his Holy Spirit. Joy comes through salvation and God's word. Joy flows from God, but it is not automatic Joy is experienced as we maintain an abiding relationship with Christ by abiding in the vine. Go read John chapter 15. Our joy becomes greater when the Spirit meditates a deep sense of God's presence and nearness in our lives. John 14, 15 through 21. Jesus taught that the fullness of joy is inseparably connected to our remaining in his word loving others, obeying his commands, and being separated from the world. That's the sacrifice. Joy as a delight in the nearness of God and his redemptive gifts cannot be destroyed by pain, suffering, weakness, or difficult circumstances. So if you're in here today wanting to quit, then you don't have joy. Because the joy of the Lord, nothing will be able to steal that from you. So you need to find that joy. You need to find that inner peace and you do it through the word of God. You do it through prayer. You do it through the fellowship. You do it through these things that I just read to you. And I feel like I'm griping at you, but I get angry because we don't want to sacrifice. We just want God to say, okay, here it is. He's done that. He said, okay, here it is. The sacrifice is you taking a step to get it. Get that today. Your families can't be destroyed 
You can't be destroyed by pain. You can't be destroyed by suffering, weakness, difficult circumstances if your joy and your delight is in the Lord. Synonyms for find a way. I didn't think that would be in the dictionary, but I looked it up. Dictionary.com. Find a way synonyms are, one, attend, two, bring, three, drive, uh, four, uh, force, five, get, six, see, and seven, show. Will that not preach? That's the synonyms for find a way. You attend, bring, drive, force, get, see, show. When we turn to Jesus Christ, we're able to do things we never dreamed were possible or survive things we wish we never had to face. Last and closing, remember loving discernment. Loving discernment comes from being partners and partakers. And if you read in Philippians 4, 1 through, or verses 9, Philipp, excuse me, Philippians 1, verses 9 through 11, and it is my prayer that you lo- your love may abound more and more with the knowledge of and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Love's the key, guys. You know, love's the key to everything. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoings, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all, believes all, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Uh, We use this at weddings for our relationships with our wives, and this is the relationship that we should have with our God and people, this type of love. A love that sacrifices to find a way. You see, love is the discernment key. When you love somebody, you will be able to discern what God wants you to do and speak towards them. You ever think about it that way? When you love is the discernment, and when you love somebody, you'll be able to discern what God wants you to do in their lives, your own life. So love is a key to discernment. Discernment is the given ability to judge well. Uh Uh-oh, I said judge word. Yeah, we're supposed to judge things around us and make choices. When you love people, the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to judge well over every situation. Verse 10, Philippians 1.10, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Did you guys get that today? I feel like I'm having a hard time keeping you today because it is hot in here and we're full of turkey and we're tired. But we need to get this. Love is discernment. And when you're able to look somebody in the eye and love them like Christ loved them, the Lord will give you the discernment to minister to their need. Try it. It's what the scripture is saying here. The Holy Spirit will give you the ability to judge well in every situation so that you may approve what is excellent and be, so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. You ready to quit in here today? You ready to give up? You're not sure where the family's going. You're not sure what's going on around you. Find a way in love. 
because love will give you the discernment to get through. Paul said, I thank my God in all my remembrances of you in verse 3. And this is what I want us to get a hold of here today because it goes back to this, this thing again. But Paul remembered the supernatural Macedonian vision of call. Paul remembered the sacrifice, the price he paid, the imprisonment, the beating he took for Joe. Do you ever, you, ever, you ever think about it? Maybe we need to take joy in our afflictions. If we'd start taking joy in our afflictions and begin to love God and love people, he would give us the judgment call to work through it. Give joy in your hard times. When Paul was being beaten, they sang hymns. And then they led the guy, the Lord, to beat him. How many of you have ever led somebody to the Lord that did harmful things to you? Paul remembered the friends he met. Paul remembered the miracles of birth in the new church, and he praised God. He thanked God. And I think a lot of times we need to go back and remember what God has done in our lives and remember these three ingredients, the vision, the sacrifice, the people, and the new birth. And that's going to bring us joy. And that's going to help us be reminded to love God and love people to the best of our knowledge. Guys, that's what our nation was founded on. There was a vision and calling to be free. There was a price and cost to be paid, the Revolutionary War, for the people. For the people. And the birth of a new nation. Because early Americans found a way through their partnerships to partake in discerning love to build a great nation of America today. I want you to remember today that that all of you, there are certain things that you've completed in your life for God. There's some things you're working on and some you're in the middle of. I don't know. But remember the work that has been completed in you and the work that is being completed in you, and find a way. Find a way. We're going to be persecuted in the stands that we make if we're trying to find a way with Jesus Christ. We will be persecuted. That's what we're experiencing next week. We're, we're finding a way because of a scriptural problem. We're not happy about it. And, and we're, already, we're already taking some heat for it. And you need to be prepared to speak towards that. Right, Sean? <laughs> and you got to remember your partnership. And you got to be partakers. And you got to do it in the loving discernment. And you'll win those people to Christ. But if we get caught up in the pain of the sacrifice, the situation, and we want to quit, we're going to get our tails whipped. And I don't mean to embarrass you, but when I was writing this, you put that Facebook post out on your personal page and, and, and made a stand that I agree with 100%. 
And she took some heat for it. I always think when people say or do things, especially on Facebook, what they expect? Well, we need to take that attitude when we make a stand for Jesus. We're going to take persecution and don't expect any more, meaning it's going to come. So we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared with loving discernment to be able to speak and lead those people to Christ. Good job, by the way. I'm proud of you. Proud of many of you that make stands. They're willing to take the abuse so that you can maintain your joy. Did you ever think about that way? A lot of us aren't joyful is because we've given up things that brought us joy. If you've given up in a relationship with Jesus and the baptism of the Holy Spirit or your time, your tithe, and your talent, you're probably not where you want to be spiritually. Your joy's not complete. And so the sacrifice we make is for the joy. The sacrifice America made for our freedom was the joy. The sacrifices that we're making as we disaffiliate with the Methodist Church is to protect the joy. The joy of the relationship. You getting this today? Because it's really important. I wish this house was full because I know the Lord told me to speak this today. But Nehemiah 8.10, and this is maybe for you, but, but the Lord put this on my heart whenever I was reading that. For this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. And, and Nehemiah was building the city, and there was a lot of sacrifice. To partner and partake, it was great sacrifice to build the church, or Jerusalem back. And he said, for this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be greed, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? Yes. Praise team, want to come forward? I about lost my voice. I'm down to whispering. And I don't know why I haven't preached in a while. Maybe that's why, as my voice is out of practice. I guess I preached at Carthage on Wednesday nights, but... but um, But guys, uh, Philippians 1, 9 through 11, I want you to agree with this prayer over our church body. And, and if you would, if for the next few months anyway, but Philippians 1, 9, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with the knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of, the, of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. The altar call today, are you wanting to quit? Are you wanting to give up? Has religion and your relationship with Christ come boring? Is it boring? You need the joy of the Lord in your life today. God is calling you to come 
Run to him. Find a way. Find a way. Sacrifice whatever it takes to find the way. Wade through the deep snow. Don't think, care about what your family thinks. You're wanting to get closer to Christ. Find a way. That's the call today. That's how we good. Find a way. That's the call today. Find the way. Stand to your feet today. Do you need to find the way? And guys, we think the altars is, everybody's going to look at you and say, ah, I knew they needed to find the way. They're backslidden scum. That isn't what the altars are about. Guys, I run to the altars all the time because I know that I'm weak and he is strong. And I know that he's the only way, and I don't want to get into truth and life that we'll talk about next week. But you just blah, and you need refresh today. Find a way. If you're here today and you haven't been saved, find a way. Guys, the way this is burning on my heart, I'm getting that echo again, but this is burning on me because I've been working with a kid and, and, and man, I thought we were doing good and I hadn't heard from him for a while and I talked to him about a month ago and thought things were working out for him. And he's dead today because he couldn't find the way. And he let himself get so burdened down that did he get? He quit. He quit. The enemy deceived him and he quit. And I get mad because I thought I should have done more. I should have yelled and screamed, who cares if I make people mad if they don't die? If we save them, who cares? That's that balance. But guys, if you're dying and you're thinking suicide, then come to the altar and find a way. I beg you and plead with you. But find a way. If you're miserable, find a way. Find a way. They say nine out of ten pastors want to quit because they're miserable. The fight's too hard, and it is. I've got to find my way too because I want to quit at times. It's sacrifice. And you find your way. Find your way. Find your way in what God's called you to do. You're a partner. Partake in loving discernment. And he'll give you the words to say and do and move. And it'll be okay. So Father, let your spirit move across the people as they begin to move forward in response to you, Lord. Father, I need you, and I'm finding a way, and I want to come to you now. In Jesus' name, praise team. Come to these altars today and just give it to the Lord completely. If you just want more of him, just say, Lord, I want more.